Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast. Thanks for being with us. As always, the PGP is available on its own iTunes feed. If you just want to get the PGP, simply search Permission Granted Podcast. If you want the PGP... With everything else, subscribe to the other DA Show iTunes feed, which is simply the DA Show. Then you'll get the full shows and the PGP. uh, And also, it's uh, available if you don't use iTunes on our website, daoncbs.com. There you can either just stream it, you can play it from there, or you can download it and then play it wherever you usually download and play your MP3s. So, Mraz joins me now, and uh, the great Southern tour of the DA show and uh, the Nomad filming crew is over. Yeah, it's it's nice to see you. Boy, what, I felt like I haven't seen you in weeks. It, that was a long... For a trip that was about four days long, it felt like it was about four weeks long, at least from this standpoint over here. Well, a lot happened, I think, in, in between. That's fair. Because I took off Friday as a travel day. Right. I saw you Thursday night, then I took off Friday travel day. Then the game was Saturday. Then Sunday, I had Sunday morning football. On Monday, I was still down in Knoxville. You went to the Giants game. Right. Then on Tuesday morning, I was supposed to fly back. (laughs) That was the hectic day. Weather got in the way up here in New York, and so I got grounded in Charlotte, meaning that I had to do the show in Charlotte. And then... I came back Wednesday, and we went right into a Bart Scott Wednesday. So I would say for it only being five days, a lot happened in between. A lot has happened, so much so that we are now taping this on Thursday. So if you've been looking for the PGP and wondering why you're only hearing it now at the time you're hearing it, right? travel got in the way. Travel got in the way, and uh, and the Southern Tour got in the way. And the Southern Tour overall, besides all the craziness, was was it seems like a success. I would say so. I mean, I... I was floored by how inviting everybody was on the entire thing. Southern hospitality. Yeah. I mean, not only, well, from the UT standpoint, I had basically, I think because of Charles Davis just pulling strings and being kind of like. The liaison. He's an ambassador for UT. They love him down there. And then, and then he just did a solid Totally, I didn't expect any of this because when he joined us on the show, it just happenstance happened to be the week before I was going to leave. Right. It wasn't like we planned out, hey, let's have Charles Davis on. You're going to be heading to Tennessee. This is perfect. Yeah, and I didn't even really put two and two together like I should reach out to Charles Davis to ask about it. I mean, I knew that he went to UT, but it didn't even cross my mind. 
And he came on and just in passing at the end of the interview, I just asked him, hey, I'm going to go to Knoxville for the first time. Any suggestions? And, and he mentioned kind of like a greasy spoon deli on campus that I think still has his picture up. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. That's kind of all I was looking for. Okay, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that. But then by the end of it, he said, you know what? Stay, let me talk to you off the air and I'll put you in touch with somebody. So that's when you got his phone number. You had it. And so you passed it along to me. Then I just texted him, and, and he gave me the name of a guy down there at UT that he knows really well named Tyler Johnson, and, and he works in the athletic department. And then Tyler just was basically my chaperone for 48 hours through two games, football and men's basketball, took me on campus, got the practice facilities, the weight room, the Peyton Manning room, all of this unbelievable stuff that I would have never had access to. That's so awesome to be able to tour all of that behind the scenes, almost like you're a recruit. Yeah, and then for the basketball game, we sat directly behind the UT bench, so I was listening to Rick Barnes, coach. And then for the football game, Tyler gave me sideline passes, so I got to watch much of the game down there. So they didn't have to do any of that, and I'm I'm just so grateful for it because it was totally unexpected. And then when it came to the fans, we had multiple listeners that just stepped up and said, DA, we'll take care of you. Just because I mentioned it on the air, like, hey, what should I do? We had the musician, Jay Luke, who listens all the time. He used to listen when we were doing the overnights, and he was like, I'll take you around Knoxville. And then we had Anthony, who's working the the food truck outside of Calhoun's. <laughs> and he was like, come by, and we'll feed you. And so everybody was just, like, amazing. And then everybody at the Sports Animal, WNML, our affiliate in Knoxville, all those guys listen to the show. And, you know, we're not on consistently down there because they have a lot of UT programming. Right. They're actually the flagship of the Vols. So if they have a women's basketball game, a men's basketball game, baseball, coaches shows, whatever. We're preempted, if you will. Yeah. But they listen enough because they definitely were mentioning things that, that happened on our show and stuff that you do and you've said and guests that we've had. So producers down there, hosts down there, everybody was just like so nice that it kind of blew my hair back. And I think... I don't know if maybe just living in the New York City bubble, you're just you forget that everybody outside of the Northeast is really is really nice. I think you do. I really do think you do because even when I went to Dallas last year, up until leaving the Giant Cowboy game when it was I was a Giant fan talking at that point, and then that's when you basically got accosted and right almost had to fight right exactly. That's, but but the three days leading up to that was oh. all Southern hospitality oh. and welcome and and. We're glad to have you and all that. So real, when you do leave New York, you open up your eyes and you go, okay. As long as you're away from like the Disney worlds or like resorts where people yeah. kind of just want to be left alone to enjoy their vacation. If you go on trips like that where you're visiting cities and they're just not rude. It's like well, how people no. should act. It's Yeah, that's it's very nice. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. I, I knew in Kansas City, I was like, wow, people are so kind and polite and helpful and warm and it's just amazing. And so I don't think it's necessarily just the South. It might just be outside of New York, but you're right. Florida's not like that. I, I live no. in, in both Fort Myers and, and South Florida. But Florida's like a New York and Massachusetts South. It's like the annex. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. gets down there. They still have that in them. And then people that are from New York, people that are from Florida that are watching all these New Yorkers and Philadelphians and Bostonians, everybody else transplanting down there, they start just getting pissed off at everybody anyway. Right. So they they don't have that anymore. Like maybe there's a few towns in the Panhandle or somewhere that right. doesn't have all the transplants that still have like a nice warm glow. 
But definitely when you're around transplants from other places, you're like, get out of here. No, once you get out of Georgia, you're in trouble. Yeah. Then you're back to reality, if you will, down in Florida. And then how about Cali? Um, I I mean, we I've only been to San Francisco when that was with you this year. Right. People seem friendly enough. I don't. I really didn't get a feel for. But for it wasn't overly inviting. No, no. You still had to keep your head down. But again, we went over this in the show. We also stayed in a very sketchy area yeah, that's where true. And we were really only interacting with other people in, you know, from trips. I guess people are friendly over there because it's always warm and it's so right. laid back and everybody's not angry. A lot but of I, marijuana in the air. I I don't think though that it's the same as the. Want to invite you in and show you everything. No, and make like, sure you're taking care. Like of if you go to Tennessee and you never have a hotel, you could probably find somebody off the street that would say, "Hey, come sleep on my couch." Like yeah. that's how nice they are down there. Yeah, and we here in the New York area and the Northeast just have such an automatic guard. I mean, just oh, taking the, sure. taking the subway over here. I just I looked at everybody. I'm like, oh god, I hate people. I tweeted this today driving across. I want to ban bicycles in New York. I've had it with everybody riding a bicycle. They could be the nicest person in the world. Like this is how angry you get living in this kind of area. Yeah. Guy next to me on the subway what, what fell asleep, I mean, honestly, within 15 seconds of sitting down. How do you do that It's on the middle subway? of the afternoon. It's not even 2 a.m. And you're not even on a commuter train, like, going to, like, a town no, in a suburb. No, You're no. on a hard seat. You're almost like in a prison bus. How are you falling asleep like that? <laughs> he fell asleep right away. He had come off some type of work site because he had some smell coming off of him. Do you have, like, the boots with the paint on or anything like that? And he was a large man. so That's a shame. So it was just like, <laughs> wow, this guy fell asleep. I mean, I think that's part of it, that he just fell asleep so quickly because his body's probably just totally taxed. And he smelled very bad, and uh, he was starting to snore. And, I mean, again, fell asleep. Not on your shoulder, right? No, no, but right next to me. And I'm just like, oh, okay, fine. Well, I had moved to this seat from the other end of the subway car. Why? Because two 20-somethings had walked in totally twerked. I mean, really, like, out of their mind on drugs. Some, you oh, know. Yeah, it it's was, a good Thursday. Yeah, it looked like a strung-out M&M. And <laughs> as soon as he brought his he, – he, like, grabbed his this girl he was with, like, to jump on the train. And you know when you're on the subway – you don't really take the subway to a daily basis, but I'm sure you've seen this. The people that talk really loud yes. and are a little, like – startling because you're going, well, there's a tone here. And it's not teenagers that are just kind of whooping it up. No, no, no. These are adults of all ages that are, it's as if they don't understand public etiquette. And when you talk real loud, everybody goes on high alert, like, okay, what's this guy on? Yes. Either you could be, it could be a crazy person, like a homeless person that talks really loud and you go, okay, I got to get away from this person. Or it's somebody usually on drugs that's talking really loud, or it's somebody that's just tweaked in the head that's really loud. So being really loud is kind of a whoa. I gotta go. I gotta move away from this person. So these two, I mean, again, look like they hadn't showered in probably a week. Uh, you know, they might be living on the street for all I know. You know, they definitely look like they were on drugs. It was like strung out Eminem and like strung out. What was his girlfriend in that? That she's the girl that died. Kim, right? No, Kim was no, the, no, right, no, his, regular his wife. actual wife. Oh, oh, the actress you're talking yeah. about? Oh, boy. Yeah, from Clueless. From Clueless, and she was in a ton of other movies. Yeah. Why are we forget? I just looked. Brittany. Brittany. Is it Mick? Ah. Murphy? Brittany Murphy? Brittany Murphy. Yes. Nice. All right. Nice job. Nice job. That's good recall. <laughs> yeah. I used to love Brittany Murphy. Rest, yeah. Rest in peace. R.I.P. It looked like her oh. blonde version next to She had to that look, the raccoon eyes. Yeah. 
I yeah, know exactly right. where you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, these two are strung out talking loud. I got to get away from them. I go over, then I got to sit next to the smelly guy. The smelly guy. So I'm just like, hey, get me out of here. Do you do the headphone trick on the subway? Are you one of these guys? Like, uh, pretend that you're listening to something? Yeah, have your headphones in so nobody bothers you, but in reality not be listening to anything so you're on high alert if one of these crazies comes near you? Oh, I never thought about that. I would actually listen to something so I could check, be in my own little world. No, see, I don't listen because I want to be on alert, but I want everybody thinking oh, I'm listening to something. Oh. I learned that from several other commuters over the years. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very valuable play. Anyway, getting back to Tennessee, what yeah. was, after all this, the weekend, what was your favorite part of the whole weekend? Inside the stadium for three and a half hours, just experienced that because it was the perfect day. The sun was shining. It looked it was, great there from the, the bits I was watching when I was flipping around. But it was so, it, it was it was not hot. It was like cool. So in the sun, it was probably in the high 50s, low 60s. Great. Little bit of a cool breeze coming through. And the temperature down there right now is absolutely perfect because it's in the mountains. So overnight is very cool. You know, it's like in the 40s, you need a jacket and, you, and it's, it can be cold. And then when you wake up and it's a clear day, when the sun comes out, it's just that it's normally cool and dry, but the sun is out. And when you're in the sun, it's nice and warm. That's nice. So it's perfect weather. Perfect. So just to be with 102,000 people in that game, and there was a ton of offense. Uh, Tennessee scored 49 points. Right. They had like 35, like halftime. Yeah. It was touchdowns and big plays and the band going and. So just soaking all of that in was exactly what I always wanted. And had I had to buy a ticket, I would have been totally happy that way. Um, I'm glad, though, that I had the pass through UT because, well, I originally had just a um, a credential through UT to be in the press box. Right. And then they gave me that sideline pass. So I watched a lot of the first half on the field. And then I went to the press box to say hello to some of the guys at Sports Radio WNML, right? And kind of just get the stats and, and everything. And then, and that's where I did the interview with Gus Manning, who's a press box legend. He's been with UT since the '40s or something. It's crazy, insane. And then in the second half, I went to the upper deck with this pass, so I could just sit at the very top of the stadium. So and being, just look down and observe. That's great. Yeah. So being on the ground with 102, and then at the very top with 102, that. That dichotomy was awesome. So, so awesome. But, I mean, look, pre-gaming on a train, eating barbecue, eating ribs for breakfast, this is all game day. And then <laughs> getting on a boat for the post-game party. Which looked awesome. Everything. That, that day was as perfectly scripted as I could have possibly wanted. Now, forgive me if this was in Nomad because I'm, I'm a little behind on the Nomad. I've been okay, doing yeah. real work. Yeah. What... Was the drive like from Charlotte to Tennessee? Did you make any of the stops you had mentioned in last week's PGP? Like, did you go to Dollywood or anything like that? Didn't didn't hit Dollywood. I I probably could have. Dollywood is open year round. I found out. Okay, it turns into like a Christmas fest. Oh, nice. That would have been nice. <laughs> Get yeah. you the spirit. But I bit off more than I could chew. I flew into Charlotte thinking it wasn't going to be that bad of a drive from Charlotte to to Knoxville, and part of the reason was New York to Charlotte, they run constantly all day, and it's only a two-hour flight. Right. So it was bing, bang, boom. I got the exact flight that I wanted. It was cheap. It was easy. It was short, but it's pretty much a four-hour drive. Oh, so you were saying two, right? I I thought it was going to be three and change because I was going to do it at off hours. Right. What I didn't realize was I wanted to go through Asheville because I've heard a lot of good things that I wanted to eat in Asheville. Asheville's actually like 20 to 25 minutes off of 
out of the way a little bit. So you have to go up, and then by the time you get back down and around or wherever. Yeah, so I did stop there, and I went to a place called Tupelo Honey Cafe, and I had the most amazing shrimp and grits and biscuits. So that's coming up in next week's. I got two episodes of Nomad out of this. That's we're, next week's. We're Nomad. starting to find out really what this trip was all about. It was all about Nomad and I that need, enterprise. I needed content. <laughs> I need, I need, no more Italian feasts in Manhattan. <laughs> I needed content. So uh, that was great, and an ama- that was actually my favorite meal. Okay, was the shrimp and grits. So right off the bat, that was the first one you hit, right? Yeah, yeah, that was my first meal. But then that drive was just a bear because not only is it the better part of four, but also it's through the mountains, and that's what I didn't take into account either. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm looking at this, and it's all highway. But you go through the Smokies, and it's winding, and and there's trucks, and you know you you can't oh, that's go scary. You can't do eighty. No, so, thank you. I've seen that in movies. That's not. I'm not into that. It was beautiful scenery, but it just so it's a little bit of a bear to get to and from Charlotte to Knoxville, and then to tack onto it, I went and I bit off more than I could chew. I went from this is also a nomad. I went from uh, next <laughs> week. I went from Knoxville to Chattanooga, which was an hour and a half, and I did that to meet up with a friend of mine, Tom Abraham, who gave me my first job, and he lives closer to Nashville, so that was kind of like the, the meeting mid- the, midway point. meeting in the middle. So we watched we watched NFL all day Sunday together, which was cool, but that was an hour and a half one way, then an hour and a half back. Then the next day, I wanted to go hiking in the Smokings, and that was a good hour away from Knoxville. Then I had to drive back for the for the show that night, which was an hour and change. And then the next day was when I drove to Charlotte. So I just in four days That's a lot of driving. I probably drove four, eight, eleven, probably thirteen or fourteen hours. That's too much. It's That's a lot. too much. How do you it's enjoy a, a trip like that? Yeah, I had to enjoy everything in between the drives. You're cramming everything in is what you're doing. I did a lot. I did a lot, and I really wanted to hike the Smokies because it's— Any little smoky I can get my mouth on. Yeah, it's amazing. But um, that's why, yeah, by the end of it, I'm like, whoa, I can't believe I'm also getting stranded in Charlotte because of weather because that just was the final, like, punch to the face. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to wrap it all up. Yeah, but I, I'm I, I'm excited to get you to, to get your take on The Nomad this week because— I actually think it's my favorite episode because so much happened. It was just game day I did, and it was 13 minutes of just game day. Well, I'm looking for something to watch while I do cardio okay. at the gym tomorrow. Good. So nice. that's I'm actually going to watch Nomad at the gym, <laughs> and hopefully somebody looks over and asks what I'm watching, and I can spread the word at LA Fitness in Lindenhurst. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that would, yeah, we, we need that. <laughs> Spreading the word for clicks. We need the we need to spread the word. And a bunch of the guys from uh, our Knoxville affiliate, WNML, have retweeted Nomad and said, "Listen, watch it and view it." So it's getting a lot of getting a lot of run. Yeah, this is only going to make you travel the country to film this damn yeah. show. What I'm hoping now is that other schools see what I did for Tennessee, and they're like, "Oh, we'll give you a sideline pass. Come do Nomad." So now we're beginning to see what Nomad was all about from the beginning here. <laughs> One huge way to sell my soul <laughs> <laughs> for for game access. So you got Berman coming up here? Yeah, Berman uh, previewing our trip coming up to Cleveland oh, next week. Oh, I like week. that. Yeah. So uh, we have a lot of things to discuss, such as we're sharing a hotel room, and what are the do's and do nots from each other in this hotel room? That's going to be an amazing trip. I'm actually very jealous of that because you got a group of guys going, and you've got a bunch of different things you can do, game yeah. events, game
games to go to. Ohio State, Michigan is that weekend. Yeah. Uh, possibly the Cavs, Football Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and a lot of drinking and gambling. I love trips like that. That's like my favorite thing to do. That's that's amazing. I, I'm I'm very excited to get the stories from that, but uh, I'm not. I would not be excited if I was Jay Berman to be sleeping with you for four days. No. So if you listen here on Side B, you'll find out what he's afraid of me doing in the <laughs> hotel room and what I'm afraid of him doing in the hotel room. Ah, very good. That's Side B right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome to Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast, the PGP. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show and host of Side B, joined for his once-every-six-week visit by the man, the myth, the legend, Jason M. Berman. Jay, how you doing? It's not my middle name. What is your middle name? Don't worry about it. It's not M. Can you give us your middle name, though? All right, my middle name is Ryan. Wow, you're a Jay Ryan? Yeah. You should go by that instead of Jay Berman. Okay, maybe next time. <laughs> what, like six, next life? Six weeks six weeks from now when I'm on my next PGP. Okay. Well, I bring you in for a special reason, Jay. We are now officially a week away from heading out to Cleveland for a trip that we've been discussing since the summer. And now it is here. The dog pound, here we come. <laughs> Are you excited? I am excited. It's kind of um, surreal that it's so close. It is. It is. We literally, right before taping, just purchased our game tickets. It took us that long to buy game tickets. Great seats. I mean, this tells you how bad the Browns are. We got field-level seats for the price of what it would cost you to, I imagine, get into an NBDL game right now. Would you uh, say that's that's fair? The end zones section, 11th row. $55 a pop. $55. And to get that for an NFL game this, this day and age is amazing. Yeah, the Browns are just terrible. They are. I don't know how else to say it. They are terrible. Now, I mean, who really cares about us going to the game? The real key here is going to be the intricacies of how we're going to work this situation. And what I mean by that is me and you sharing a, or you and I sharing a hotel room. Yes, looking Re- forward to that. Really being with each other on top of each other for 72 hours or so. What are, are you nervous? I'm not nervous. Are you nervous? No. Uh, there are some particulars that we should probably go over first. I think there are the, these are particulars, and there's something that I have to bring up. Because you know what? There comes a point in every friendship where you eventually do take a trip, whether it be a business trip or a casual trip with said friend, even if it's for a night. In our case, three nights. And Kenny Brock, who used to work on the DA show, he had to deal with it when I stayed with him for basically a week in Hoboken. DA had to deal with it in San Francisco. Luckily, we had separate rooms for his sake. And now myself and you are going to deal with this. What is your main concern Come basically sharing a room with me for three days? Um, and a bathroom, by the way. And a bathroom. Yeah. Um, we have two beds. That's confirmed, right? Well, I have my own bed. I don't know about you. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. No. First of all, if let's say they were really out. Whatever hotel we're staying at in Cleveland is really out. Not my concern, because that bed is mine. No. First of all, we would share a bed if that was the case. We'll go head to toe. <laughs> we, we will not. Yes, we will. <laughs> yes, we will. What is your main concern? Come on. Um, I don't really have concerns. I, I do have a particular way I like to sleep. I use a noisemaker. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. What it's do you mean like a white noise? noise. It's an app on my phone. That will be... That Jay, will be. you're kidding. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. Why no, you're so- kidding. Because <laughs> no, that freak, I was going to curse you. Now that freaking phone will be thrown out the hotel window. Oh, you're absolutely. not sleeping with white noise. Yeah, I am. You yeah, have to be kidding with me because There's you didn't no- even bring broach this with me pre-taping. Yeah, I did. I did a month ago. And I, you you kind of just 
flew right over your head. I was wondering. <laughs> no way. <laughs> way, bro, way. Why do you need a noisemaker? Because I can't sleep when it's quiet. But there'll be no TV on either, and there will be no snoring. You'll be woken up every time you snore. <laughs> so forget that for a second. I'm a big no TV. Once we agree that we're going to sleep. First of all, we're both going to be drooling inebriated anyways. Yeah, well, I mean, imagine we're going to be doing some drinking and some beverages, so we won't need the TV. But I don't understand the white noise. Like, you can't just shut your eyes and go to bed? You need a nightlight, too, do you? No, we, I don't need a nightlight. You need your mommy to tuck you in? What do you mean? Like, there's an app on your iPhone? Yeah, just it's, it makes constant noise. You'll enjoy it. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll I'm not going to enjoy it. will in the newsroom after we <laughs> I'm take I'm not going to enjoy it. Now, for your luck... I, uh, in my two years doing overnights on the DA show, I got accustomed to sleeping with earplugs because I had to drown out the landscapers and the dogs barking and whatnot when I slept during the Perfect, day. Perfect, because now you can drown out the white noise. That's my point. If I bring my earplugs, you might be okay, but I also- No, 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 you might be okay. I don't love bringing earplugs on the road. I don't know. Something about it. I'm not a big- I like the earplugs in the home environment. Okay. I kind of like the, the feeling of hotel rooms, but it's just- Again, this is all a you problem. No. Okay. Well, here's the next problem, Jay. We're not ex- you destroying the bathroom. Well, yes, I'm worried about okay. that. First of all, let's let's not be so vulgar. We're not exactly going to be sitting there eating, you know, salads the whole week weekend. Okay, a we're coming off Thanksgiving on Thursday with the flight on Friday, so my body already is going to intake a week's worth of food in one night that I'm going into the weekend with. B, it's not like I can sit there and eat grilled chicken and salads. I guess I could, but we're not going to, especially if we're drinking. What's going to happen to my body off of Thanksgiving dinner with whatever we're eating fried food-wise, with whatever we're drinking, is going to be nothing short of a gastric phenomenon, okay? And you're going to have to deal with that. And I, I apologize going in, but this is part of the deal. I'll be all right If with I that. need earplugs with the white noise, you're going to need nose plugs. I'm telling you right now, at night, I, just last night, I went to the Giants-Bengals Monday night game. We're taping this on Tuesday. I came home at about 2.30 in the morning. My wife had to be up at 6. She was already in bed. I got woken up at about 5 a.m. Apparently, I was snoring too loud, and I I had basically fogged out the entire room with tailgate gas. So, that's off one night. You're going to have to deal with this off Thanksgiving into whatever we're doing nightly for three nights. That should be a concern not, for you. You don't control yourself when you're beefing? First of all, beefing means farting? Yes. That's disgusting. Thank goodness we're on play. I don't think fart probation, you know presides here. <laughs> Second of all, control myself how if I'm sleeping, my body's just going to do what it wants to do. Hey, what are you, 100? What, are you, what does that mean? <laughs> do you have to wear a diaper at night? No, I would I wouldn't have a poo, poo my pants and, and sleep, but you know what? If it, if it rips out a little gas, it rips out a little gas. I'm all right with that. First of all, I have a very sensitive stomach as well. I don't weigh 900 pounds like you do. I don't either. But um, I think we're, we're on the same page when it comes to that. You got to do what you got to do. Okay. Now also... There will be, there will, go ahead. I was going to say, <laughs> are we going to be That's going, the only, let me just say this, showering and using the bathroom will be the only <laughs> exercises taking place in the bathroom. Okay. 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 <laughs> we'll leave that up to the imagination, but you can only imagine what Jay's referring to if we happen to hit a couple of Cleveland's fine gentlemen's clubs. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, Shower-wise, if we got one bar of soap, what are we doing here? I don't wash with a washcloth. I go, no, I go bar no, no on skin. No soap in the cheeks, buddy. No what? soap in the cheeks. First of all, if I have a fudgy to whale kind of night and I got to <laughs> scrub, I'm scrubbing, bro. Bring your own dove. Fine. I'll bring my own bar of soap. There's absolutely no soap in the ass. That is a... <laughs> 
That is a major, a major, a major violation of the bro code. But hold on. Now listen, you have references in the newsroom. In case of Jay, in case of those of you don't know what I'm talking about, you get to a hotel, you usually got one bar of soap. And it's the small one. It's the small bar. I mean, you could lose it in your cheeks. And Jay, Jay seems to think that I'm basically going to shove a bar of soap up the you-know-what part of my body, which would never happen, but I am going to need to scrub my cheeks. Let me ask you a question. You what don't if we wa- have enchiladas? Yeah, you don't wash? I do wash. Right. So I'm going to wash with soap. Yeah, and how is the soap going to get to where it needs to get? Uh, uh, maybe I'll pack a loofah. <laughs> yeah, I hope you do. I mean, so that's a concern. I'm bringing a backup bar of soap. Okay. There's no doubt about it. Can you bring something for your feet, too? Because you got really smelly feet. I do have terrible smelly feet. And once those shoes come off after a day of walking, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I do. I have trash feet. There's no doubt about it. Okay. And as been brought up in past trips on the show, I am very concerned about where we eat and when we eat, as always. And you, You seem to be on this trip almost dismissing the fact that we will ever eat. I've brought up going to certain places, and you've said, not going there, not going That's there. That's ridiculous. I never once said no to anything. I said, what if we go to Applebee's for a price apps? We're not going to Applebee's on this trip. We're not going to And then I brought up, what if, what, if we, what if we go to a nice breakfast before the Giant Brown game? We're not going out to breakfast. So when am I supposed to eat on this trip, Jay? I'm supposed to just survive on muffins and Mountain Dew like I'm Kenny Brock on an overnight? <laughs> chocolate, chocolate chip and a Dew? <laughs> <laughs> um... Are we just going to eat at whatever places we're drinking at? Is that the ideal? No. We don't mix drinking and eating. So when are we going to eat? We'll eat. We'll go to Applebee's. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Do we go to like a sandwich shop for lunch? What are we thinking? See, no, I mean, like, if you're so worried about this, why haven't you done any research? Well, because I mean, the first thing that popped into was freaking Applebee's. No, I'm just saying it's a cheap place with good half-price apps. All right. I mean, it's got to be local place, right? That Clevelander is probably there. I'm assuming they have a lot of nice downtown spots. Uh, I am flexible. I'll do anything. We've already decided we're going to six Hall of Fames and 80, 82 <laughs> casinos. There's one casino downtown. And we're going to go to the Canton, the Football Hall of Fame, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we have Michigan State, Ohio on Saturday. Yeah, that's noon. Ohio State. I'm sorry, Michigan, Ohio State. I don't know why I just said that. Michigan State, Ohio is a rivalry, too. Yeah, so, I mean, we're going to be drinking for that. I mean, we got a lot of good stuff on tap. If you guys have any good recommendations for restaurants or what proper hotel etiquette would be between myself and Jay Berman, please tweet us at Jay Berman and at Morass what? uh, Believe it or not, excuse me, we have people in Cleveland that we know well. We do. We do. So, hopefully, they... They hook us up. Hopefully, we see Ken Carmen, which would be nice. Now, game-wise, we got good tickets. Tailgates we're working on right now. What is the planned arrival time? You keep saying you want to start drinking at 7 in the morning. No, I've, I've, I've changed my mind. We're going to be out late Saturday. Yeah, I, 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 it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. What would you say is a proper arrival time for a 1 p.m. game? Um, I would say... I think... Ten? I think ten is okay. That's, ten? That's three hours. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, I get into the stadium by 1230, though. i got to be cozy in my seat, ready to go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Here's my concern, and maybe you could help me understand the the logistics here. Okay. Um, We don't have a car. So, I mean, no. are we just going to a 7-Eleven, buying a cooler and dumping beers in with ice, and then just walking to the parking lot with it? That's what I assumed we would do. Okay. And what we finish, we finish, and what we don't, we just leave there, and that's it? That's what I assumed we would do, yes. Okay. Is that fine with you? Yeah, that's. I mean, we don't have any other options. Okay, if you guys know of any good spots to tailgate to, please let us know. I mean, the Berman and Mirage train would love to come rolling through. We have that going on. Uh, there was one more thing I wanted to get to with this trip. 
boy, why am I not p- putting a finger on it now? Oh, the nightlife scene. Are you packing nice dress shirts here? Like, are we going to go to any clubs? Like, what is the... Does Cleveland have clubs? I will go to bars. I'm not going to clubs where I can't hear you talk, my voice, my throat hurts from yelling, and I can't see you. All I see is strobe lights. That's not happening. <laughs> well, but that's, you know, we could have a good time. The, the club music going, ladies grinding, we could have a real good time. Oh, so you want to meet ladies? Well, we're both married. I'm not saying I want to meet them, but, you know, you could have Leave fun. Leave the ring at home, my friend. When in Cleveland, you know, we have a good time. Yeah, I, I, I never, I'm... I'm so I'm, strictly it, sports bars, we're basically no. going to hang out with Barney Rubble and sit there and, <laughs> and drink Duff? <laughs> Is that the plan? No, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, I'll bring, I'll bring, I'll bring a button-down shirt. And what are you like wearing this? into the casino? A sweatshirt? No. Um, a shirt like this. Just a button Like shirt. this. Just a button-down shirt. Yeah. And will you join me at the blackjack table at the casino? Not if you don't play correctly. I play correctly. I'm, I'm worried not, about you playing correctly. I'm well, not hitting on 16. Your thoughts? There's only one way to play blackjack. Blackjack, if you play it, is purely luck. No, I win all the time playing blackjack. I disagree. How do you disagree? There's only one way to play. Yeah. You, you either play right or wrong. And I play right. And if everybody at your table plays right. You'll win. Well, you're not guaranteed to win. Um, but the point is, is that it's luck. Then it's just cards. I disagree with you wholeheartedly. You're not understanding what I'm saying. No, you're not understanding. No, you're, you're not stupid. understanding. If we all play the same way, right. then we're just waiting for the cards. Right, but the cards. We all play the correct way, right? Okay. Yes, you increase your chances of winning, and you'll win. You'll you. Well, you're not guaranteed to win. I mean, you still work this job. If you were guaranteed to work, guaranteed to win, (laughs) you wouldn't be working this job. You'd be sitting at a casino winning. All right. I'm when you put it like that, but you know what I mean. Not really. Come on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Okay. Are you gonna go home? Do you have uh, to bring your wife home any like souvenir or anything? Hell no. Really? So you won't have to get her, like, a shirt, an Indian shirt or something? An Indian shirt. Um, I hadn't thought about it, but maybe I'll get her a snow globe from the airport. <laughs> I hear they, they have nice snow globes <laughs> they have in, tremendous in Cleveland. Cleveland snow globes. Okay. Which reminds me, you know, you mentioned all the people that we were um, going to visit, uh-huh. or at least have a chance to visit. <laughs> yeah. How about our good friend Jada Diamond? A Cleveland native. Jada Diamond, a fan of the show. Um, Fan of the show. I see what you thought. Fan of snow globes. I see the snow globe tie-in as if you're not aware of Jada Diamond. Check back a couple PGPs. Or a while ago on the PGP, she was a great guest. Uh, She's a porn star. Porn star lives in Cleveland. Where else would you rather be in the porn industry? You could just said adult film star. Adult film star. We love Jada. She is. She follows us on Twitter. Interacts with us. Really good person. Genuine good heart. her, Her claim to fame is her special move is the snow globe. Right. Um... Yeah, it is. That is. She uses a snow globe. Big fan of her work. Uh, So I'll reach out to her. If we can meet up with Jada, maybe she'll have a beer. I think we'd have a good time with Jada. That would be fun. I'm sure she has some friends. We could uh, could all get a picture with Jada. That's when you do this move, okay? You take your left hand. Uh Uh-huh. Where's this going? And you take the ring off and you put it in your pocket. No, come on. It makes you look classier then if you got the the ring on and you're with the adult film star. You're right, because we're two ruggedly handsome guys. All right, I'll leave you with this. You got three guys that CBS Sports Radio knows well in Cleveland. Rank in order of who you want to see to the least want to see. <laughs> Jada Diamond. Okay. Ken Carmen, Adam the Bull. We love I want to see Ken first. Okay. Then I want to see Jada. Uh-huh. And I guess I'll throw Bull in there. Wow. See, I don't have, I don't know, I, like, Bull and I are friendly. Uh, I don't have a huge, like, I'm much closer to Ken than I am to, to Bull. I'm going Jada first. I'm going Bulls second because I got to debate him on the Yankees. I'm going Ken third. I got to go Ken third. 
Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with that. Because order. I have a feeling that Ken, a chubble like me, if we're meeting somewhere and I order wings, he might take half my plate. The kid just had, the guy just had his second kid. So I'm worried that he might just fizzle out on everything cool <laughs> that weekend. No, Ken's the man. All right, I hope, I hope Ken's so. Ken's the man. But you're right. We do have to reach out to Jada. So, Jada, if you're listening, we want to see you. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the PGP. Cleveland, here we come. Tweet at Jay Berman at J-A-Y-B-E-R-M-A-N. That's Jay Berman. Tweet at me at CBS. Thanks for listening. Drew Carey, get ready for us. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.